football is officially back and we've got you covered right here on the Ringer NFL feed. I'm Shiel Kapadia and every Tuesday and Friday, Ben Solak and I will be bringing you Extra Point Taken. Nor Princiati here to tell you that Steven Ruiz and I will be coming to you every Monday and Thursday. Our Monday show will recap everything from Sunday's games. Thursday show will encompass any news during the week with an eye towards the next slate of games. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to follow the Ringer NFL on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Ringer NFL. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Shout out to that guy. The majesty. Oh my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast is back in a big way on this Tuesday, September 19th. I'm your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg. I'm being joined from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania by uh, the, uh, in my opinion, the host of WrestleMania 40, the physically large stat guy, Greg. You know it. Listen, man, it's WrestleMania 40 in Philly. We're going to be here. I'm going to be here. It's going to be a big heat and greet. Going to that weekend, the the kickoff event, if you ask me, mm-hmm. you know, we might even have to do a closing ceremonies for people still around on Monday. Great point. Um, but yes, the future host of WrestleMania 40. That's right. SGG, the host of it. You're like um, Titus O'Neil. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Come out, welcome everybody. Do a whole charity thing. You never um, see me again. So as we're recording this on Tuesday morning, uh, we're doing an early episode this week. Hopefully we'll get it out a little on the early side too. get everyone a nice uh, dose of cheap heat. Dipperstein will do the Friday episode this week because I had to be early because I am I'm playing in uh, CC Sabathia's pitch in foundation celebrity golf tournament thing or charity golf thing. Um, and I have to tell you, 
boy, did I luck out in terms of Natalie pushed me. I was like, should I play? Because um, it's hard. It's going to be hard to make it back to go to work. It's like, I'm going to have to leave early. And she was like, you should just go. It's a good thing. Just go play. You see yeah, people. Of course. Yeah, do your thing. I was like, okay, I, yeah, you know, it's a good idea. You're right. I, I love CC and I love the cause and I love Pitching Foundation. So I'm going to push myself to, instead of just squeezing in podcasts and naps and maybe a Peloton, I'm going to go out. And when I tell you it is gorgeous right now in New York, it is a day to be outside, boy. Oh, is that, golf, is that good golf weather? What? It's so nice. It's so nice. I'm going to have to bring, I'm wearing the, the East Side Golf golf shirt right now, but I'm going to have to bust out the, the East Side Golf sweatshirt. I'm gonna have to bring. I'm gonna have to bring a little little sweatshirt with me as well. It's that kind of uh, that kind of show today. It's six sixty five degrees. It was looking shaky though. You never know because like it was looking like the weather was gonna dip lower than that. Even colder. It was looking like it because you know it started. To, it got. It was kind of nice last week, and then it got the temperature dropped in a way that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, it's it's now. Listen, I am loving what we're getting right now. But I am scared of where this whole thing could go because it's getting crispy in September out east. I don't know. <laughs> I know we yeah. got people listening in LA and and in Europe and in all kinds of other, but right here on the East Coast where we do the the bulk of cheap heat, it's been beautiful. But I feel like we're flirting with disaster. Um, but we shall see. God, I hate being old, SGG. It's September nineteenth, and all I can think about is that at this age, you blink and it's Thanksgiving from September nineteenth. Yeah, it's it's right around the corner, basically. It really is, especially like even when you go into the stores, they already got the Christmas stuff up, so they they already passed Thanksgiving. If you go to some retail locations, like they want you to get your your Christmas gear out, your wreaths, your little snowflakes that you're gonna put around the apartment, the different snowflake little uh, placemats for the table. Oh, it's all out. It's all out. It, it's so. I hope everyone's enjoying the 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 autumn. Um, Troy weighs in on our text that autumn in New England is the best possible season in the world. Tell me I'm wrong. I'll just tell you this. It, the only thing better is autumn in New York. That's the only thing I'll say. Because, <laughs> of course. Because autumn in New England, I mean, listen, it's fantastic. But whatever I'm saying temperature-wise turning here, it's turning earlier and colder in New England. Now. Yeah. There, there's a lot of. I'm a, I'm a big fan of of New England in the fall. It is a, it is beautiful. I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and downplay it. Listen, I'm not like most New Yorkers. Maybe because I'm not a natural born. It's because I've been a naturalized citizen in New York, and I'm not from here. But I am both a, I am both a Philly lover, and a Boston lover. And you will find haters of both everywhere from in New York. They're yeah. both great in different ways. Like people will hate one, but there are people that also hate both. Yeah, Philly and Boston. You bring one up, like, oh, why would you? And listen, I don't think Philly is. Uh, so I like Boston as a from a beauty standpoint, like the aesthetic of the city. I take Boston over Philly. Culture of the city, I take Philly over Boston. But both have attributes in both areas. There's a lot of good in in both. And New York, listen, there's a lot of not so great things going on in New York right now. Wow, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that though. We're not gonna do that. But I'm just telling you right now. The vibe in New York right now, I mean, minus some of the, I mean, listen, you have to forgive me, SUG. I just, I just listened. I'm in the middle of listening to, I'm almost done with this New Yorker profile of Eric Adams. I mean, this, this is a crazy, man. This is a crazy. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yo, you got to listen. If you guys, if you don't live in New York and you don't follow Eric Adams, the mayor in any way, 
he is minus all the super controversial stuff, like subtract the most controversial st- stuff. He's Trump. Like he never stops telling these stories that are just like, what are you saying? He, yo, it's it's wild, SUG. The I think story- he just ran for mayor to be cool. I think that's literally just it. Like he didn't. And not have- only that, and he's <laughs> always thought he's been the coolest person ever. Like going back to high school, he was. It's 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 like, and the stories he'll say like that he was leading protests. And then they'll do the research and be like, but he was four years old when that happened. How is that possible? Like, it's just one day after another. But anyways, shout out to New York, Philly, and New England. Uh, big East Coast start here to the show. And you're never going to guess what we're going to talk about out of the gate. And that would be the return of Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Surprise. On Friday Night SmackDown. And I need to, there's a few things that need to get addressed out of the gate. I can't believe it actually happened after all this talk. Can't believe we're we're here now that he's back in some way. Uh, for what? And God only knows. We'll get into the more of the nuts and bolts of the segment and what happened or didn't happen in a second. But let me just say this: I said yesterday, uh, you might have seen it, SUG. I think you did on I Twitter. Did. I tweeted about uh, Jade coming to WWE, and I said I miss surprises. And Sam. Uh, Roberts, the last professional broadcaster and bastard who still hasn't sent me his merch, um, commented, did you see SmackDown on Friday? And, uh, you know, for the five people who care about what me and Sam have to say, it was like, oh, busted kind of moment. Sam's right. Big surprise on Friday. But I have to explain the very obvious difference here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. All Friday did was prove that they are capable of having surprises. The only reason that was able to be a surprise is because when it comes to someone as high level as The Rock, the only people in the know are the people who truly need to know. My guess is on Friday, whenever this thing came together, and my guess is it came together on Friday. That's right. My guess it was a Pat McAfee talking to The Rock, them talking to Nick Khan, Nick Khan talking to Triple H, Triple H, Vince McMahon, some about oh Kevin Dunn. We're talking about five or six people probably yeah. knew. And Kevin and, Dunn probably got looped in late. It probably was a thing where like it, it The Rock been, did McAfee's Ed, show. Those guys could have all come in even, you're right, two hours before. <laughs> yeah. But early in the day, it might have been four people who knew. So as a result, we get this wonderful surprise. My point is we don't get to have things like that enough because if it's not a Dwayne Johnson level secret and it's something that writers are working on and other people are working on, it seems that every single thing gets out. So I appreciated the comeback of like, oh, yeah, look, surprises aren't dead. And it was awesome. Now, granted, we'll get to how the surprise was ruined for me in a moment. Okay, It was still dead. It was still still kind of dead. It was still kind of dead for me, but I do agree <laughs> it was a legitimate surprise moment and props and credit for that. Super cool. If you were just at home and you got that, you were like, whoa, I'm just saying that should be able to happen more often without people who are slightly lower on the totem pole giving out information to writers that and 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 bloggers and, you know, and Sean Ross Saps and Ryan Satins and 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 David Schmickshenstrands. And everyone else. That that's all I'm saying. I don't think anyone yeah. tells Christian Schman anything, but you get the idea. 
Yeah. So I, I don't SGG. You don't see what I'm saying. I didn't lose the point. Like, yes, there there occasionally are, but Jade Cargill coming to WWE should also be a surprise. Yeah, the contract signing stuff is 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 for people for like just a straight up fan. The anticipation of like, oh, what's gonna happen? That part of it is lost a little bit, right? Because like, just because she's off TV doesn't mean that she's gone from the company. You know, some people get written out of injury angles. They come back later. But, like, the reporting of so-and-so's contract is up. Could they jump ship? That getting into, like, the fan discourse is kind of crazy. It's wild that it's just, it feels like it's here to stay now <laughs> because everybody's going to just know. But it's just wild to me that that's part of the, the fan conversation. And I, I really do wonder when when it sort of happened. Because even like Jericho's debut night, right? And way, way, way back when, they, when you watch the tape now, there are people with Jericho signs. Oh, absolutely. Like, how the hell did they know? No, no, that one was, I think the Jericho, I'm glad you brought that up. I think the Jericho to WWE was truly the beginning of killing the surprise. Like, that was, that was the long path to where we are now, where it seems like, most everything like you will find on a website so and so is backstage in fact right they even managed to ruin the surprise that jade wasn't at raw last night <laughs> <laughs> they managed to go reverse don't worry she won't be at raw they went from jade cargill will be at raw ruined to no 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 she will not be at raw don't worry about it so listen i love we got the smackdown surprise super cool came out of nowhere and it's funny too it's amazing when people don't leak information. It's amazing how a surprise can work. Pat McAfee was in Colorado for game day and to do his his show. The Rock is a guest on his show that day. Right. We know that they're both going to be at the Colorado game the next day. We know SmackDown is in Denver that night. Pat McAfee got really interesting information from The Rock about WrestleMania. All of, talk stuff, about. <laughs> all of this stuff was sitting right there for us. And yet no one suspected a thing because nothing got reported. And yet there could be other things right. that don't have any of that smoke. And we all know it's happening before it happens. So all I'm saying is to whoever it is that gives out the information. And listen, I know it with all these stories. Sometimes things are intentionally leaked, right? Like there'll be a fight backstage or some sort of controversy. And someone intentionally gives the information. There's an agenda, blah, 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 blah. I, I tend to think, though, when it comes to people appearing on TV, those leaks are just dumb, bitter people who don't want to be there anymore and don't care that that's how yeah, just, i just take some pride in your job and it does feel like a little bit of a sabotage right like that's what i'm saying to me it feels like sabotage and you have all these people working so hard and there's someone who just to get i mean in the past we've seen times when people were just getting a little bit of money found times that yeah. they were just getting a little nothing like a hundred bucks to to, <laughs> to 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 give up your professional pride i, yeah, I don't it's ridiculous I don't, and the worst instance of that to me too is like Oh, Vince rewrote the show. Why do I? Why do I give a shit? I see. I see the finished product. I don't care that Vince came in and like moved stuff around, cut time. Like, oh. Yo, how annoying is that? There's some writer in the room 
who then has to send a text to a buddy and be like, Vince just rewrote the whole show. And, and by the way, all that does is for a very small audience of us hardcore fans, all it does is make us like look at the show through a different lens that we shouldn't be looking at it through because we should just be watching what shows up on our TV. Right. But then what does that say when the show is awesome? Like, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Well, that, that doesn't work for the narrative. No, it doesn't. Does Anyways, uh, SGG, so so to the McAfee conversation with The Rock, what was the most interesting takeaway? Before we even get to The Rock segment, what was the most interesting thing you took from that? So The Rock had everybody, everybody in a tizzy because he said that the match with him and Roman in SoFi was locked in. He did the, he did like this. He said it was locked they had a hug. They were ready to do it. Yeah. He but and then like 90 seconds later, he goes, Yeah, we were close. We were close. We were almost gonna do it. And I'm like, I feel like Rock is working us right now. Cause was it locked or was it close? That feels too, like two very, very different things to me. And as a businessman who was sitting at the table with two businessmen, being uh Vince and Nick Khan, according to this story, mm-hmm. locked and close. He knows that that is very different. Like pen to paper contracts. This is the storyline. This is what we're doing. That to me is locked. And saying like, listen, I want to do it. We want you to do it. Let's figure out if we can do it. That's close. So which one was it, Rock? Was you know what I mean? Was it locked or was it close? Because if it was locked, then I'm very disappointed. But if it was close, I don't need to hear about close because I'm sure they have a lot of close calls all the time, especially with the Rock. Like, there was one year they said him and Triple H were supposed to do one more match at WrestleMania. He even went on screen for that face-off with Triple H. I think it was on an episode of SmackDown. You know, we didn't get it. It was it was. It's a great point it. by USGG. It, it obviously was not locked. And, and the reason he said they, ca- they couldn't come up with what would be so big. You know, I, he was saying, like, we were trying to come up with something that was so big it had never been done before. Something that would change the industry as we know it i'm like bruh he's wrestlemania man just give us a fire storyline come out electrify what do you what do you that's all we need yo i mean to this day we may be sitting on the greatest story ever was hogan and andre they just didn't like each other i'm like this isn't that deep (laughs) it's just about you and roman alone the story tells it there's nothing that has to be done literally if he, the build if, if, that they did going into it was the bloodline was starting to fracture all of this, like the elders. There's so much mention of the elders. Can you imagine one day that the rock, you know, in one of those ceremonies, Roman has some ceremony where everyone pledges their allegiance and he is the head of the table forever and blah, blah, blah. And just at the end of it, as he as everyone says, he's the head of the table. The rocks music hits. And now everyone's right. around like, oh, my God, who's our allegiance to? I mean. It's the easiest story in history. What do you mean? What, seriously. What so like, yeah, there was a little bit of there was a little bit of whatever there. Especially uh, when he laid out the timeline too. He said that this conversation happened in um January of 2022. So you mean to tell me that with 14 months to play with, they couldn't get some of the greatest wrestling minds together? Like, you know what I mean? Like Gewartz couldn't consult, Rob Fee couldn't get in on it. Like to come up with a fire storyline in a year, they could do it in a day. Rob, our friend Rob getting put in rarefied air immediately after Brian Kowartz. Look at that. After just a year. Um, no, but it's true. You have a lot of smart, 
A lot of smart, talented people there know what they're doing. And by the way, Bear could have booked it. So, <laughs> right. Um, right. Is Rock Roman? So then, it, then it gets us to SmackDown. Um, we they start with uh, McAfee coming out. Um, with Austin, Austin Theory interrupts. Um, props to Austin Theory, by the way. Big segment for him. Thought he did great. I have to imagine in this spot, it would have been ripe for Grayson Waller if they hadn't already promoted Cena on the Waller effect. Yeah. We'll get to that in a moment, by the way, because that segment was, I don't know what the hell was going on on the Grayson Waller effect, but we'll we'll get there. But in, in, in seg one, uh, McAfee comes out, does his McAfee thing, gets his gets his pops. Everyone's happy. Theory comes out. They have their history, and 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 then McAfee gives you the clear layup of the people show, and then I, I, nice setup. Now at this point, I have my Friday was terribly terribly planned. I accidentally forgot when we were making our Rosh Hashanah plans with Natalie's family in Long Island that Funk Flex had a concert in the city at the garden. Mm. So now I'm now I'm bound to both. Okay. So you double booked. I'm double booked. <sighs> because I'm not involved. No, I was very this is the worst kind of double book because you got to get from Long Island to Manhattan and you wasn't going to take the L I double R. Well and hold on driving it. Now hold on though. So so during the day, I went out, and in order to have any time for dinner, I had to do my show from Long Island. So because we've been doing the K show Fridays are at home, right? So I had to do it. So I had to get to Long Island. Traffic was yo, it's crazy. SUG they hit the button. New York City hit the button one week ago. And it's now working on every single street in the city. Like they hit that summer's over button. Time to just drill and destroy every street. That is the worst. If I ever one day understood the politics that actually go on with this stuff, but whatever, everything's getting worked on. So you have the Jewish holiday Friday, which in my neighborhood is a thing. Plus every street's getting worked on nightmare to get out to Long Island. We get out there. I do the show. We have our Rosh Hashanah dinner, which, as I've told you guys before, for Sephardim, for the Sephardic Jews, their whole Rosh Hashanah is different. It includes more stuff. It's more like a Seder than your typical Ashkenazi Rosh Hashanah dinner. Anyways, let me not get in the Jewish weeds. Have dinner. Run to the garden. Showed up at 9 o'clock on the dot. Missed my stage time. Because I'm not involved. Still got on stage though, had a great time. It's okay. I don't care. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's hip hop. It's hip hop. I don't care. I mean, listen, I've gotten on enough stages. I, I don't need my props every day. I was just happy to be at the show. It was awesome. EPMD was amazing. Um, Wu Tang was fired. The special guests were fantastic. It was all great. But then did this go back to Long Island to pick up Natalie. <laughs> no, no, no it was no, no, it was bad. <laughs> oh my God. No, no, it was bad. It was a bad job. The planning was not good. It was not good. Natalie and the dogs were still on Long Island. So on my way into Long Island, right after the aforementioned dinner, it's like 8.05. Uh, I'm, at a, I'm at a traffic light. I see a text pop up on the Jew World order. I believe it was 
on the dot. I'm going to check for you right now. I'm going to check for you right now. Yeah, because it's been kind of quiet in there ever since, you know, ever since this happened. Yeah. At 8.08. Andrew (laughs) Goldstein, dear friend, in some ways the original glue of the Jew world order, which let's be honest, it's the only reason he's not kicked out. If he wasn't a founding member. Yeah, because me, I think really me and Goldstein are essentially the founding members of the Jew World Order, essentially. Otherwise, he should be kicked out. This is the level of saboteur <laughs> over the years. But there's levels to spoil it. There's levels to spoil it. At 8.08 p.m. on Rosh Hashanah Friday, in a wrestling chat called Jew World Order. <laughs> right. So he he could only be talking to me and Shoemaker. <laughs> right. So it's 60% of the chat is Jewish. Is that the number correct? Or, or more? It's, it's two-thirds, so 66. That, no, it's more. It's 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 four, it's four of six. Right. Two yeah. 66% of the chat is Jewish. Prime dinner time. On the biggest Jewish holiday night of the year, my man at 808 just puts randomly in the group chat, Rocky, Rocky. Now, and it sits there now for a while because, like you said, you're at dinner, Linda's at dinner, Dip was Dip running is around. Being agent. Yeah. By the way, and I, I, I want you to know, Dip was incredibly grateful to me. I called him and said, do not look at the group chat. <laughs> And, and by the way, guess what he did the second I said that? He looked at the group chat. He looked at the group chat. What a... I said, bro, I'm calling you to tell you not... No, because here's what happened. I said, have you looked at the group chat? In the 10 seconds between that and me going, do not look, he looked. <sighs> but he still said he he still said he would never forget my gesture of calling to try to say... <laughs> So, Goldstein says, Rocky, Rocky. Now, what do I say, SGG? How much later do I call him out? Well, well, here's the thing. It sat there, the Rocky, Rocky sat there for about 40 minutes. Because then at 8.47, he says, Rock is double the size of Hollywood Cena. Now, this is when we get that moment backstage where Cena and the Rock, like, they wait, 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 each other. wait, wait, wait. He said he had a follow-up? Yeah, yeah. That was four, 40 minutes later at 847. you didn't see the first spoiling. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't necessarily have to be a spoiling, right? It could have been they showed wow. the video package for McAfee. It could have been, you oh, know what I mean? Because it's just, sure. a, just the Rocky Rocky sitting out there. It's still a little ambiguous. A little. But when he puts the... Listen, I'm being charitable. I'm being charitable. Yeah, you're being charitable because I would argue that at any point during a live WWE show that someone says Rocky, Rocky, you think that means he showed up? Yeah. I mean, Ange Gold's a Philly guy. He could have got his group chats mixed up. He could have been watching a, a Rocky Balboa marathon. Wow, you, anything. You, you, you know what? I'm being charitable. I'm being charitable. Very but, charitable. So then what happens after 847? <laughs> then about a half an hour goes by, and then here you go. You you jump in. You finally say what needs to be said. <laughs> Hold on. I'll be. Thank Make you, man. Thank you, guys. You're awesome. Thank you so much, Mister Fuck, for saying what needed to be said. He said, "But how are you spoiling something like this? 
something this big during Rosh dinner. <laughs> Goldstein goes, I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> but he did. But he, he said, did. I didn't spoil anything. How could he say that? You mentioned The Rock twice. He put Rock on screen. He put Rock on screen with Cena. And we know we knew where Cena was going to be on Friday because they advertised him coming back two weeks ago. And then he's been back ever since. Right? They advertised him for tonight. Where where else? What else does it mean when you put Rock on screen with Cena? But then how about this? Do you know our friend uh Krista B from those wrestling girls? Yes. I see Krista at the 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 concert because she works at Hot 97. She runs up to me and right away goes, Rosenberg, did you see that The Rock came back on SmackDown? I oh. Went, I said. You're I, both at the damn concert. How would you see? I said, I, Krista, <laughs> I, said, I said, I do know, but what if I didn't? What if I, I, I was serious too. I said, I did, I did know that, but what if I didn't? She's like, well, someone ruined it for me. I'm like, so you're just going to go run around ruining for everyone else? No, I said, this is why we can't have anything. This is why we can't have anything, people. God, please. What is that called, too? When somebody does, when something bad happens to someone, so they make sure that the bad thing happens to somebody. Is that paying it backwards? What yeah, is exactly. that? What is the call? Paying forwards. It's and, definitely not. Hey, can it's we, definitely not. Do we need to come up with a no spoilers t-shirt? We might have to, man. We might have we, to make the next cheap heat shirt might have to say no spoilers on the back. This yeah. is this is an epidemic that you people what you people are doing makes me sick, you spoilers. It's just ridiculous. So, so to the to the meat of the to the meat of the segment to the meat of the segment. SUG, in looking back at it, because I really enjoyed it. Natalie loved it. She she had goosebumps. She was so happy. Everyone's so happy to see the Rock. We all are. You can really tell that it came together on Friday because nothing changed. Like there was no lean, there was no anything towards anything, was there? No, it, it, it literally was the opening segment. Off. Yep, it was the opening segment. I don't think we saw any of those guys again for the rest of the night. I mean, obviously, you saw McAfee and Rock backstage, but that was it. Rock Cena have a moment, and then the rest of the show flowed seamlessly. So, whatever got cut, I don't know, but obviously, there was a Vince rewrote the show <laughs> right for Friday because the Rock showed up. Well, that seems like a valid reason for someone to rewrite the show. It does, which is why which is why there weren't any like reports about it. <laughs> I, just want, I, I wonder which direction it went. Like, did someone have the idea? Like, like was it as simple as someone saw them on TV on together and was like, "We need to get them on the show." I feel like McAfee was like. It was close enough that he was going to go anyway. Not necessarily that he was going to go out on stage or anything like that, but that he might have been going to SmackDown because he saw it and he knew how close it was. And he mentioned it to Rock and the Rock was like, let's go. Or like he got the Rock to go. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yo, the people are already talking about what you said. You're hot right now. Yeah, like he's just like, come on, let's let's just do it. Nobody's expecting it. Because you didn't show up to SoFi. You didn't show up to the 25th anniversary Survivor Series thing they did for you. <laughs> that and they, you Yo, end up sending crazy? the egg. Isn't that <laughs> crazy? Nobody's expecting it. Isn't that crazy? All the things Rocky has missed. And he showed up to a September SmackDown in Denver. Yeah. 
Austin Theory did a good job though, man. He held his own in a in a in a in a big spot. Yo, shout out to Austin Theory too. I saw somebody tweeted this. They were like, you know, already in his career, he got a a people's elbow from The Rock, a stunner from Stone Cold, and an attitude adjustment from from John Cena. Like, he's living the life right now. Like, these are all his guys that he grew up on. He's living. He's he's living the dream. Just being in there with them, getting to take their finisher. I'm sure there's an RKO from Randy Orton in there somewhere. I mean, how about this though? Um, how about what Pat McAfee's done so far? <laughs> yeah, man's had yeah. a match with Vince McMahon at WrestleMania. Yeah, he got stunned by Austin after sharing a beer with Austin. Got to have beers with Austin, which is the telltale sign that you're about to get stunned by Austin. By the way. Exactly. Got stunned by Austin and now had a segment with The Rock. He's done like when you add up all the segments that McAfee's done in WWE period, like 20% of them include absolute legends. <laughs> it's true. You know, what does he have? Like six matches with NXT and WWE? I think less. Because he had the one with Adam Cole. Then the War Games. Then the War Games. Then the McMahon, if you count that, which followed the Theory match. Yeah. And then the Miz match this year so far. That's it? I think that's it. He didn't have a match with Corbin? Oh, yeah. He did have a match with Corbin. It is six. Six. We're good. Legends. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Nothing that happened Friday would lead you to believe that it's happening, except that he showed up. Like the fact right. that he's physically there and he obviously that's cool. That's it. Besides that, right. nothing else to think that something's happening. Because he sh he even shook the hand of the man that would later go on to antagonize um, his two younger cousins. Rikishi's son. Rikishi, the man who famously did it for The Rock. He he took out the hottest star in the industry for The Rock. Here Cena is poking at his family. And I know what you're thinking. Cena didn't say anything, but it, sometimes you don't have to. Sometimes it's just a look. Cena's poking at his family, and The Rock doesn't even show up to set Cena straight, to play Peacemaker, to nothing. He's just He's not involved. Oh, man. Because I'm not involved. <laughs> All right. Let's hit some of this mail. Oh, before the mailbag, and there are a lot of other things going on. It's being reported. Jade Cargill's now in Orlando going to the PC. Mm -hmm. 
Um, let's see. Uh, Grand Slam, AEW Grand Slam is tomorrow night. Um, oh, yeah, MJF's been all over the place, too. So MJF. if you're in New York, you know, keep an eye out on your local stations. You might see him pop up on a, on a news station. I know he was at the Mets game. What do they have him doing tomorrow night? I'm not sure what they have him doing tomorrow night. Is it him and Joe tomorrow is, night? Is, is, is Samoa Joe won the the eliminated tournament? He beat Roderick Strong in the finals. I could have sworn that Roddy was going to win that finals, so we can see Adam Cole like who's he going to choose between oh, MJF yeah. and Roddy? But it, it is it is main event is Samoa Joe and MJF. Yo, Brian Man, I don't like giving away all of Brian Man's great wrestling ideas because he does have a lot of them. Uh, but man, he came up with one recently about Eddie Kingston and MJF having the fight for New York, basically. And one day, Eddie Kingston taking the title at Grand Slam, and it was a major idea, dude. Yeah, that feels like something they could have done this year. Yeah, I feel like Eddie. Yeah, although I'll tell you what, I love MJF and Samoa Joe. I'm here for it. That, that's a that's a good that's good stuff right there. Um, but uh, one thing they're driving me crazy on AEW, they have to stop doing this thing. Where they have a non-title holder saying that they're going to take on the winner of a match between the title holder and someone else. That's not how it works. Why does that drive you crazy? Because they, the got, they call it next. They got next. No, the title holder says you two have a match, and whoever wins gets to face That's me. me. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why does someone? Why does Britt Baker, who doesn't have a title? Say Chris Statlander, Jade Cargill, you guys battle it out for the TBS title, and whoever wins, you get me. What kind of honor is that? You don't have a title. The great honor of taking on Britt Baker. I mean, I love Britt Baker, DMD. She's mage, but that's exactly what it is, though. It's the I guess that's it. It's the great honor of taking on Britt Baker. So, uh, and then, and I do also want to say before we hit these emails. Yeah, the the I don't know, SGG, you know how much I love the Grayson Waller effect. It seemed like a wasted appearance of him of Cena. Like Cena just went right to taking his shirt off and fighting, and then it became the just an absolute schmazole. I they're they're trying to cram this story together of Cena and AJ and the bloodline. Yeah, I think I don't know where Cena fits in this, but it really does feel like they're building towards a Survivor Series War Games type of situation. Yeah, but Cena's, Cena's gone by then. I mean, we don't know how long the strike is going to last. Cena might might call in for a few more dates. Uh, that's a nice. That's speaking speaking of being charitable. Yeah, I mean, as far as we know, he's only here through the PLE in uh, in Saudi, right? Yeah, the- which is early November. Right, and that was an additional date added on because he was supposed to be here through October, right? So he's already, he's already looking at the calendar and saying, you know what, I can do it. So I think we're gonna get like the the best thing I guess we could get is Cena versus Solo one on one. I feel like we're getting Cena and AJ versus Solo and Jimmy. Yeah, at That's some feel, point, for it sure. just feels a little random to me. It just feels a little random right now. It feels random. It feels like they're taking two stories that are side by side and just like. Which I guess is a common wrestling theme. I mean, it's not—it's not reinventing the wheel, no, to do especially that. around this time of year when when it's the fall and they go looking forward for Survivor Series. Yeah, uh, I just thought. I, what did you think? I just thought the the Waller effect was kind of like whoa. It was just like the. A I lot. mean, I didn't mind it. Like as as much as I love John Cena, I'm always down for a, a beat up John Cena segment. 
which is kind of ironic that AJ Styles was the one who ended the beat up John Cena segment, but he's going to get his too. When he actually came up with the terminology for it. <laughs> he did. He did. Which so, was kind of crazy that him of all people shut it down. But Yeah, he came up with beat up John Cena. All right. Uh, and so here we go. I'm going to just, I'm going to blast through some of these emails. Uh, Hunter uh, says, best SmackDown ever, but why The Rock now? Um, he said, how do cheap heat factor in the star power of the crowd, the production quality, the mix of comedic and compelling storytelling, the overall entertainment from start to finish? Do we just witness the greatest SmackDown ever? I love AEW, but I think the cameramen are the last to know what the hell is going on there. Every show they film the wrong guy. Take a bad angle and miss several spots. That that has been a problem. It was a bad one at the um, at all out for sure, or all in, I should say. Um, WWE turned SmackDown into masterpiece theater, weaving in so many big in ring moments with well acted backstage segments. It was more than The Rock's return. Um, and then he goes chapter and verse about everything: Finn beating AJ with the help of Jimmy, then backstage, blah blah blah. All right, you really liked it. LA Knight beats The Miz in a long drag-out fight and afterward tells the hard cam, I'm coming for gold, and adds, it doesn't matter if it's Roman Reigns. Pretty Deadly was back for a funny segment backstage. Love Pretty Deadly. Yeah, I can't wait for them to get back on screen in the ring, man. Yeah, that was that was tough timing. Uh, Darth Knoll writes us, um, piece to the celebrator of Greg History Week, LA Dip, and Lord of Everything Bagels. With the writers and actors strike seemingly with no end in sight, the Rock and scene at SmackDown did the WWE just sell out WrestleMania. Tickets are already expensive, but with the possibility of both the Rock and Cena being there, did it put WrestleMania 40 into orbit? Imagine night one being headlined by John Cena versus Dominic or of the Judgment Day, night two being headlined by the Roman versus the Rock. This is the kind of buzz that not only makes wrestling great, but WrestleMania worthy. Yeah, listen. This is the fun, fun, uh, fun conversation. Then he goes on to talk about Jade Cargill. I saw a bunch of people in the Discord coming for me about uh, Jade Cargill. Obviously, you don't watch and, and see her improvement. I, uh, for the record, I do watch her. Uh, I do see the improvement, and she still needs more. I'm, I'm sorry. You know, SGG, Sometimes yeah. I get intimidated by the way people talk so confidently online. I'll actually question myself. I'll question. Them. They come at me so aggressively that it makes me think, do I not know what I'm talking about? And then I'll be like, let me watch what I let me watch another one. I watched her on collision. I was like, let me watch the rampage last appearance. People are talking about mm -hmm. you see it right there. Like it's it's there all the time. She's going to be really great. But like she is, she is. It was be her really best great. match, but it's not. She's not there, which is why, you know, like. She knows it too. I mean, she's done interviews saying that she she wants to be coached more and that she want more training and that like she worked with Daniel Bryan and things like that. Like she's doing the things that she needs to to get better. But I feel like fans comment on potential as if it's realized potential. Like, oh, this is gonna happen and this is gonna be so awesome, or like da 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 da, -da and it's great. Like, no, no, if we get there, it'll be great. But like you know, sometimes we don't get there. I'm not saying that's going to be the case with Jade, but like, can we can we finalize this comment when we get there? Listen, all I was saying is she needs more work to be primetime WWE ready. As I said to Dip on last week's Friday show, who are you matching her up with? You need to, you, you can't put her in with someone who's super inexperienced and not highly regarded. And if you put her in with the people who are highly regarded, she has to be able to put up a legitimate fight against them. So... 
I just think unless you want to have her just squashing all the smallest people, if you just want to have her choke slamming Zelina Vega every week, you know, and by the way, they could do that, though. They could. But it sounds like I'm not going to sit here doing a victory dance. But if you read the spoiling we got yesterday, it sounds like <laughs> the first place she went is the performance center and she's going to be there. That That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I, I feel like, though, the, the thing with that is that, listen, she had to go to the performance center. Every, even legends, when they when they want to shake off that ring rust, they go to the performance center. So people people attacking you yeah, for but saying this is that she needs to off go ring to rust, SGJ. This is no, it's, it's not, but that's WWE style. It is, it is. But that, but that's what I'm saying is that like just going to the performance center is not mean that you are you saying that she needs to go to the performance center doesn't mean that it's a slight against her. Well, I don't. But no, no. Here's the problem. I don't want to have a conversation about being a slight. If you want to take it as a slight, take it as a slight. No, I'm sorry. You don't get to show up and be Owen Hart. Like, that's not, she's been wrestling for two years. This isn't <laughs> right. an insult. Like, she's an incredibly gifted human being with everything on paper. We all agree. I'm psyched. I sent her a DM yesterday. I'm like, yo, I hope you're, I hope I get to, I hope you're, I hope it's true. Like, I'm psyched. Who wouldn't be psyched? It's not a slight to say you need to do more work. Right. But that's what I'm saying, though, is like, that's how people take it, which is the craziest part. Like, that's the craziest part. Because even if even like a Keith Lee, remember, he was on the main roster and then reports came out that Vince had him go to the performance center for whatever reason. They were like, oh, what is Vince doing? They sending do it every Keith time, Lee? Like, every it's ridiculous. Time. They do it every time. And, and also then I saw some other people in the discord getting, you know, who were complaining about me and Dip's thoughts on not knowing some of these wrestlers who are from AAA and other places. How could they be this high? Listen, I get it. The PWI 500 is a lot of people, and it's about all of wrestling. And on this show, we have a pretty narrow focus. It's WWE, AEW, and NXT. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, we were talking about names. We're talking about people like Sami Zayn being lower than people who frankly just aren't in the big time. It's almost yeah. like it just be a different list altogether. Let me yeah. comp before you guys badmouth me because I don't watch enough indie wrestling anymore. I'm not going to go on some huge platform. And when they ask me top MCs of all time, I'm not going to say homeboy Sandman. Even though, <laughs> right. even though in my mind, I would have homeboy Sandman go up and rap skills against anyone in the world. But he's not playing in that. He's not in that field. It's it's not a reasonable thing. So you can't have some of these names against people who are playing at the highest level. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. To, yeah. That's how I see uh, it. Yeah. And and it's it's just you can't say AEW is the number two company in the world, which is what people like to say, and then not feel like their performers are. are at a higher operate at a higher level than some of these other guys. Even though yes, AEW does rely a lot on indie guys, they're not number two. But then their world champion is ranking behind some guys like MJF. I'm sorry, he shouldn't have been behind Mox, <laughs> and Cody shouldn't have been number ten. And that's before we get into like other other issue with the list. You know what I mean? Like Sami Zayn shouldn't have been that low. It's it's. It was wild, but yeah, I'm I'm with you on the fact that like if if people are operating at a certain level, which WWE talent are, uh, some AEW talent are, then there's just a place on this list that's reserved for the best of the best. Yeah, and listen, <laughs> and where they I, had Cody was not it. I I I hear I understand people. There, 
I understand the criticism. I don't want to sound like ignorant to the criticism of us not knowing those things. I get it. And I get this is what the PWI 500 is about. But part of that is about that people like me who cover the biggest of the big are going to be like, why are these people here amongst the biggest of the big? It When they're there, okay, let's have a conversation. Or if it's been proven year after year after year, like I'm talking about people who, you're, who were listed in the top 10 who are 25 years old. It's not like... It's not like yeah. not Kenny Omega, okay? Kenny Omega earned his way to the top 10 after years of showing what he could do everywhere in the world but the biggest of leagues. Anyways, um, real quick, uh, Charles Newton sent us this drop from the show Wrestlers, which I haven't seen yet, The Wrestlers. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me have to, I have to put it through the system. Everyone hang tight. It's out now on Netflix for everybody who has a subscription. Um, Here's apparently Al- now it has to be your own subscription because they're cracking down on the passwords. But- oh, boy. Here's Al Snow. That's what we like to call cheap heat. Thank you. That's what we like to call cheap Um, I want to watch it. I haven't watched it yet. Very, very excited to 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 get to it. Bring his um, own David Shoemaker all over the documentary or the docu-series, I guess I said. Um, yeah, I'm excited to watch it and see how see Shoe make us proud and, and see the story because it's getting great reviews. So we'll check that out. Matter of fact, I'll try to watch it before we get to the Friday episode and we'll get to more emails. Then Dipperstein will be around for the Friday show. SGG, I'm sorry to sort of uh, rush us out of here, but I got to get to this thing now. And it's like you said, the, the charity work, man. You're doing it for the for the children and all that, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm doing a really, really, really important thing today by going to um, play nine holes of golf. Um, I am gonna, for the I am, kids. For the well, kids, for the though. Kids, I am gonna. I am gonna do something for the kids. We're gonna do um, the Pitching Foundation does awesome stuff for kids, and I'm gonna offer um, some. Uh, special sort of behind the scenes things for the kids that they mentor in the pitch and foundation. I don't want everyone to think I'm a total hacker doodle do. Um, anyways, everyone stay mage, send us your emails. We'll get to more of them uh, for the Friday. We'll dive in Rosenberg beats at gmail.com and SUG. Do me a favor and enjoy yourself. Today. Take it easy. Ladies man. and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left, the majesty. like sat in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together also ladies and gentlemen at this time i would like to introduce shout out to that guy greg red heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form m-m-m-m-mage.